It's the Locked On Canes podcast, where it's all about the you. My name is Fred Perdue. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my co-host, Cam Underwood. What's going on, Cam? <sighs> I had so much to get done before National Signing Day. I was in the weeds. I procrastinated so badly. And if you've been following my work on State of the U for any number of years, you know what I'm talking about. It's like all the, you know, the text alerts and the notebooks and the predictions and the open thread and it's so much work and I'm so tired and I still have work to do and so do the Miami Hurricanes because recruiting well could be better but otherwise I'm good how are you Fred man I'm good I'm good you know the the day job doesn't it doesn't stop the grind doesn't stop so you know we do what we do we have to help we got to take care of the kids first and then you know Come here, talk, talk a little Canes. Talk a little Fred bit. love the kids. Yeah, I do. I do. I love the kids, man. I love the kids. You know, some some of these kids going to schools I don't like, but, hey, it is what it is. Um, It'd be like that. Shots fired at Florida State, but whatever. Bang, bang. Yeah, bang, bang. <laughs> hey, I, can I say this one? I'm not saying – I don't say names of recruits, but um, he's too slow and he, – he's tall and too slow, but whatever. He's tall and too slow. That could be any number of people, but we digress. Yeah, so yeah, just shots let's do fired. our <laughs> shots fired. Let's do our stuff before we get going. All right, so. uh, you know, be sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcast app: iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, uh, any uh, other kind of uh, Spotify. I didn't say that one. So, locked on Canes, like, subscribe, give us five stars. Fred, what else we got? Make sure you go follow us on, on Twitter, man. Locked on Canes, Cam. Of course, the t- you've been bringing the bangers out on Twitter. Uh, so, you know, uh, you, you, you've been having some bangers on Twitter, man. I've been watching you on Twitter, man. I, I don't say much on Twitter, but, you know, I, you, you, you've had some, some tweets. I'm like, hmm, hmm. Right. So, you know, it's some low-key I stuff. mean, my, my Twitter is at Underwood Sports if you want to see whatever he's talking about. So you can always follow me on Twitter, Fred Produce CFB. My, my college football season's kind of over, but – um, you know, my NFL season's still kind of alive. Uh, we, we're not getting into that. I don't. I tr- I'm trying to leave that alone. My um, NFL season's been dead. I'm trying to sit here, but I'm trying to sit here and think. What have, what have I done? That's been. It's between you and the the, the, the state of the U account. I, some little low key things. You just kind of you kind of hit people with them, and I'm like, hmm. If you only okay. Do. Okay. So. So, I know. mean, yeah, I mean, I, I manage that account, too. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I run the website. I'm managing editor of the website, in case you did not know. So, stateoftheu.com, at the state of the U on Twitter as well. So, you can find me in multiple places. But I retweet myself from both of those accounts, usually. So, you know, if somebody writes an article for State of the U, I retweet it on Monterwood Sports. Sometimes if I do needle somebody in a way that I want to hit the bigger audience, I will retweet my Underwood Sports from State of the U. Uh, I don't know. Man, I just, I just be tweeting. I don't know. It's all good. It's all good. So, um, first off, I got to say this one. We did have a Heisman winner. It didn't come from the University of Miami, but, of course, I got. I, I give shout-outs every now and then. Quarterback Joe Burrow, LSU. Okay, we're done with that. Um, good speech. Made me cry a little. I don't cry often. If you remember, though, Joe Burrow was one of my three upgrade alteration mm-hmm. things from last week or week before. Like, so I, I think I almost called that. But, I mean, if you have eyes in your head and a brain that works, you probably saw that he was going to win. So congratulations. I didn't, for, for the first time in probably about 15 years, I didn't watch the Heisman because I just knew who was going to win. Like, I, there was no suspense in this thing at all. Nah. None, zero, nada. Like, when my wife knew who was going to win it, like, I knew, like, I knew. Like, didn't he win by, like, the largest margin yes, ever? Yes, largest margin ever. Like, supplanting O.J. Simpson's yes. win, which was, like, 
ridiculous yes. in its margin of victory. Yes. Wow, that's yes. Okay, nobody got into the thousands. Nobody got past eight hundred. Yikes! No one got past eight. You could, I mean, it was crazy. And you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this thing, but you know, so let's know. So good, good job, Joe Burrow. I need you to. Um, this playoff is going to be interesting. I hope you win some things. I hope you become the first overall pick. I always like seeing guys that come. Their success stories. I love success stories. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. Shout out to uh, Justin Fields, Chase Young, all those guys. Good job, guys. Good job being in New York. I hope you enjoyed it. Quick question before you you move on, and I know I only want like a quick answer. Mm-hmm. Should Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin have been a finalist? Yes, by okay. all emphatically yes that is the best running back in college football i agree and he has like seven thousand yards in three seasons of college football exactly like no exaggeration so i thought he should have as well that was that cool onwards upwards and forwards we go so speaking of um players uh, we have the miami hurricanes have another player another wide receiver another wide receiver you know we always talk about Miami Hurricane wide receivers and they tend to be the small fast guys that end up in the league end up being second to fourth round picks unless you're Philip Dorsett and you or uh, Santana Moss and you go in the first round but typically the the small fast guy tends to go second second to fourth round they find out they end up with a team that's really they use them in a, as a kick returner they use them they might put them on defense I don't know what you want to do but Jeff Thomas has decided to uh, enter his hat, into uh, enter his name into the uh, NFL NFL draft, and uh, I'm not a big fan of it. But you know, we got we can talk. What is how does this impact this team? That's where we really want to go with this one. Mm-hmm. I always thought from the moment we signed this kid that he was going to be three and gone. Me too. Like. So I don't get where people are pushing back. Like, oh, well, da, da, da. just because he wasn't, you know, uh, Jerry Judy, he wasn't Calvin Ridley, you thought he was going to stay? Like, come on, man. He was always destined to be three years and gone. So it doesn't affect my mentality or my outlook because I always thought this is what was going to happen. I thought maybe he would have made some more plays because of what he did in that Under Armour All-American game. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Jeff Thomas's story all the way through – he got kicked off his high school team as a junior because of malfeasance and other things. He earned his way back, and he got taken off of the Under Armour All-American game when he got kicked off of his high school team. Earned his way back to both. Comes here, has an up-and-down thing, but shows um, that he can be an elite playmaker given the right circumstances. So you're, you're missing or you're removing an explosive player from the offense. If you think back to the 2018 game against Florida State, you know, he made that leaping catch in the middle of three defenders, one play before Nicosi Perry hit Brevin Jordan for the game winner. That was a ridiculous catch. And Jeff Thomas is 5'9 and a half, 5'10. And he's, I mean, he's just, he, he's so athletic, so fast. You know, he had that touchdown against North Carolina in 2017 as a freshman. You know, he's making plays that, you know, all those circus catches against LSU in 2018. I was going to say LSU. Yep. Bro, like, I mean, that first catch when he's going to the sideline full speed and jumps and turns and one hand's behind him, like, a few players can make that play. You know, that punt return he had against Virginia last year, That I mean, there's few players who can make that play. And that's the kind of guy that you're missing or you're removing from this team. Now you're also removing a guy who was inconsistent. You're also removing a guy who got suspended from this team multiple times. So I'm not saying that the highs are what we saw all the time, 
But and he did disappear sometimes. But I think that that was maybe a little bit more of the offense failing to get him the ball. But you know, you remove him from the roster immediately, so now you need to find guys to make plays to replace him in the bowl game. Yeah, I, for me, when I look at him, I look at how he he's such a dynamic playmaker. I mean, I, I can, just to echo you, I mean, it, he he did things. I mean, I've seen Sonoris Moss, Santana Moss. Uh, he's not in Santana Moss's class, but he's he's probably athletically he's right below it. You know, but he's his inconsistency. You know, he should probably be your number two receiver, but he plays. I mean, his his play says number four. His play says just a specialist type of guy. And if Miami was running that true spread offense that you you you've been just begging for. The yep. plays that he would make would yep. be silly. The jet sweeps, the wildcats. I mean, do you understand how if I put if you put him at Oregon ten years ago, he's a superstar. You put him at you put he's Michael James on steroids. Exactly, exactly. If you put him yeah. at Florida ten years ago, he's a superstar. You put him at Georgia now, he might start. I mean. That's how. Yeah, but Georgia's not running anybody's kind of spread. But, no, but I mean, but the he, fact that they look, throw the ball I'll, deep, they can throw it deep. I'll even give you off of play action. I'll give you one thing, one thing that even this Miami offense could have changed to have opened up Jeff Thomas's playmaking ability. What if? And stay with me here. I know it's a crazy thought. What if those quick screens? I was. I knew and you were jet sweeps. What if you ran them? To the wide side, side of the field, field. Give him space not to the work. short side. You know, not not you know, if you're on the right hash, not running it to that sideline to the right. To what the if left. you're on the right hash and you run it the opposite way, where you have was it forty two yards from the right hash to the left sideline? What if you made that alteration and flipped those plays, and you have them going into space as opposed to going into that little eleven yard or whatever mm-hmm. uh, itty bitty bit of real estate going up that side? Like, come on and. Just to take a little page out of what I what I tend to see on Sundays, that defense at some point will back off uh, because they they know that he somebody you you put a guy like a Brevin Jordan out there to block for him and just obliterate a corner, maybe he just takes a step back and well the defense is coming they they decide to come up after they they've been playing off a little bit and well he just decides to launch it deep a little bit. Some gadgets, and look, some Miami trickery. did that. That was that was that touchdown to Will Mallory mm-hmm. in the Louisville game. Mm-hmm. That was a fake bubble. Or was it? No, it was a play action. It was a yeah. It was a RPO to the left play action. Fake bubble to the right with a slip by Brevin or uh, by Will Mallory for that touchdown up the sideline. That's why he was butt naked wide open. Mm-hmm. That exact thing that you're talking about. Yeah, I for me, I I see so much potential. I could see him, and I know we can we can kind of talk about this with the locked on draft guys. But you know, just in my experience, seeing how this NFL looks, somebody a team that plays in Kansas City with some quarterback with a with an arm that is just outrageous. One Pat Mahomes could use a guy like him. They love fast guys, or some guy that's in Texas. One uh, Deshaun Watson, he has a bunch of guys that look like Jeff Thomas too. So I'm just putting, just throwing some names out there. He's, I don't see Jeff Thomas as being a top 100 pick. He may fall. He's going to blow the combine up because he's just he's fast. He's a fast guy. 
So he'll get the, he'll be the typical fast Miami guy. And we'll kind of get into that with the draft guys, and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit further down the road. But uh, all shout out to him. You know, you got to take care of his family. So cool. That's great. Um, but we, we we may miss you. We may miss you, depending on how D Wiggins and Mark Pope turn out. I don't necessarily even think that it's D Wiggins and Mark Pope that are going to be the replacements. I think that. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you know, maybe others could be a direct analogous level replacement for a Jeff Thomas. Mm. But we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later today. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So we're today is the National Signing Day preview. Tomorrow is the early signing period, uh, National Signing Day. So we'll we won't we'll kind of give you a good idea. We'll kind of look into the crystal ball of maybe some players that by the time you listen to this. If you're listening late tomorrow or if maybe you're listening a little early in the morning that this this guy's really he's about to put that fax through. I still don't understand why. Why are we still doing the whole fax thing? But it is what it is. Um, We can do it so much easier and we won't have any problems, you know, like Alex Collins or any other issue. You know, there's other ways. DocuSign. You say that now, like technology can't be hacked. But this is true. This is true. This is true. Uh, But we'll talk about some of those players, and then we'll also kind of recap some of the guys that are on uh, that are already locked in. And we know, you know, we know how much you love being locked in here at the Locked On Canes podcast. So, you know, you see what I did there. So, um, we'll do that all on the other side. If you are looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to BreakingTea.com slash LockedOn. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams' passion moments. Great for all fans, go to BreakingTea.com slash LockedOn, and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. All right, Cam, so tomorrow is early National Signing Day, and we have, uh, we have, we're going to kind of look into the crystal ball, per se, and see okay. who are some of the prospects that by the time we, by the time some of the, some of our fans wake up tomorrow, they're signed, sealed, and delivered. I'm yours. Yeah, I, see, see, this is why we work well together. This That's a CB Wonder Boy. Yeah, yeah. Disregard my saying. I am a better singer than that. I know that was pretty terrible, <laughs> but and I wasn't prepared for that. But yeah, sorry. So. You are the recruiting expert here, so we're kind of we're gonna let you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the D Wade role. You just go ahead and hammer it down like LeBron. So we'll kind of start out. You're gonna be the Robin to my Batman. Yeah, yeah, I get. Oh, it. okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'll, y'all already I'll, know. I'll be yeah. that. I'll be that Robin to your Batman. So we have early signing period, and we you know we have the Daz Warshams. We already know some of those guys are already here, but who are some guys that when we when some of our fans wake up tomorrow that they sh- they're going to be happy about because they've signed they're signed sealed and delivered. Yeah, so basically the majority of Miami's recruiting class is going to sign tomorrow. There are 20 players currently committed as I'm looking down the list right now of the recruit notebooks that I have spent oh so long cultivating. I see that 19 of the 20 are supposed to sign tomorrow. The one exception to that being um What's his name? Willie Moise from Shamanad Madonna, the defensive tackle, who missed the majority of his season with a labrum shoulder injury that required surgery. Um, I think he only played like a handful of games, three, maybe four. Everybody who's committed except for him is supposed to sign. Now, there can be some debate because there is a player who might be in the midst of a flip and considering signing somewhere else. But 
Might that before be we talk a, about? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Don't I don't want to mess be, it up. Go ahead. Right. So before we get to, and there, actually there might be even two, but okay. Anyways, the ones that are really going to make people happy are the pair of running backs, and Miami has the best running back duo of anyone in the country in this recruiting class. You might argue that other teams have a better five-star singular player, and it's kind of like that NBA or NFL trades where if you have the best player, then you win regardless of if you get your collection players back. But in a class with two running backs, no one in America has two backs of the caliber of Don Chaney Jr. and, excuse me, Don Chaney Jr. and Jalen Knighton, nicknamed the Rooster, from Deerfield Beach. Uh, Don Chaney being from Belen Jesuit. Those two are amazing All-American caliber players. They're All-Americans in high school. Uh, Don Chaney is a three-time uh, high jump champion in his classification in high school. Um, Jalen Knighton is the number two career-leading rusher all-time in Broward County with over 5,000 yards rushing in high school, being second to the late, great Ty Tyrone Moss, uh, who went to Pompano Ely and then the University of Miami before passing away. Um, so those two guys, that's going to make people happy. The duo from uh, Orange Park Oak Leaf, the four-star Americans in Chance Williams, your wide side defensive end, and Jalen Rivers, the offensive tackle, that's going to make people happy as well. Michael Redding III from IMG Academy, who picked Miami over Purdue for his final. And most people thought that Florida State was up there in his recruitment, except for Florida State does not have the major that Michael Redding wants to study, which is aerospace engineering. But Miami and Purdue do. So those were the real final two. And people say, okay, well, Florida State was in it for so long because he's originally from the panhandle, Michael Redding, that is. But, you know, you want to do what you want to do in life. And football's only going to last you for so long. So, you know, you get the knowledge where you can that you want. So he wants to do aerospace engineering. So he's coming to Miami. Tyler Van Dyke, four-star uh, quarterback, early enrollee from uh, Suffield Academy in Suffield, Connecticut. 9-0 this season with more than 2,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Led his team to an undefeated state championship or North, uh, New England private prep schools championship, excuse me. Uh, he's another guy who's going to make people happy. Uh, Elijah Roberts, Dazlin Worsham. Keyshawn Washington, and you know the list goes on, but the majority of, of the class is going to sign tomorrow. Uh, you know, and if you like local guys, obviously Xavier Restrepo at Deerfield Beach. He was at St. Thomas Aquinas for three years. Brian Balaam, my personal former student from Miramar, um, is uh, committing or signing as well. Uh, and then you have another offensive tackle in Chris Washington from Nashville, who's 6'7", 270. So there's plenty to like, uh, you know, when the signing day or early signing period opens tomorrow we'll see exactly what the schedule of the day is going to be like because it's always varied at the times that people are actually signing a lot of times what they will do is they will sign and send their stuff in early and uh wait till they you know have their ceremonies at their schools uh to like really you know let it be announced so we'll see what happens now there was one prospect that we both had. I, at least I have a slight prospect crush, slight, on the defensive side. He decided to go elsewhere. Is there any chance, any chance when I wake up tomorrow, uh, or I'll be up a little bit earlier, but we, you know what I mean here. <laughs> sometime tomorrow. Yeah, it's sometime tomorrow that he decides – Going out, going to the Midwest is not for me, and maybe, just maybe, you know, I can bring my fast linebacker self down south. Oh, Keyshawn Green? Yes. 
Um, there is a chance. I don't see it happening. Uh, that Keyshawn Green from Crawfordville, Wakulla, was committed to Florida State, decommitted from Florida State on his official visit to Miami, probably silently committed to Miami, then took a official visit to Nebraska, and then overtly, openly committed to Nebraska. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't think that this staff has the juice, honestly, uh, at this point. I, I would love for them to prove me wrong, but I don't necessarily see that. Um, but it is possible. Um, but as we're talking about you know, things uh, going in a different direction, there's two other guys in this recruiting class who are committed that I did not mention in my rundown a minute ago that I need to circle back on. So the first one is Romello Height, 6'5", 220-pound defensive end from Dublin, Georgia. He should be a four-star recruit, but people are still looking at him as an outside linebacker, but he plays defensive end. And if you consider him as a defensive end more than an outside backer, he would have a higher standing because his, his physicality, athleticism, and traits fit better at defensive end. He's been committed to Miami for a good long time, ever since July the 1st this year. But Auburn has made a late push for Romello Height. And there are conflicting ideas going on. Romello Height says he did not take an official visit to Auburn, a secret visit last weekend. He's, he said, nope, he was at home in, in Georgia, did not travel anywhere else, boom. There is a lot of smoke to the contrary. There are way, there's too much smoke for me to believe that there's not some fire there. So Romello Height potentially flipping on signing day, early signing, whatever you want to call it, to Auburn is a realistic proposition and one that I think might actually happen. If he stays committed to Miami and signs with Miami, I think that that would be a huge win, keeping Romello Height in this class. But Miami has lost recruiting battles to Auburn recently. If you think Mark Anthony Richards, you think Sean Shivers, you think Anthony Schwartz. And yeah, okay, Miami did not necessarily pursue uh, Shivers and Schwartz that hard, but um, Cedric Irvin's kid, what was his name? Um, um, Irvin years ago he's another guy Devontae Davis from Booker T was a cornerback years ago there's some other guys that Miami has lost to Auburn recently and I just have a sinking suspicion about this one again I just think that there's too much for not to be some fire and we'll see so that's one the other one is one of your most recent commits I mean he might be the most recent commit in Jalen Harrell four-star safety from Hialeah Champagnat Catholic. This is a guy who apparently, you know, he was committed to Florida State when he went to Miami Central. Uh, he transferred from Central to Champagnat. He was committed to Florida State still. Florida State season was an open dumpster fire. They got blown out by Miami, which ended up being a bad Miami team. He decommitted when they fired, um, what's-his-face, uh, Taggart. Then he is around the program, he takes other officials, he takes officials, does Jalen Harrell, and he commits to Miami. But he also took an official visit to Georgia Tech before coming to Miami on his official visit. And now apparently he's considering going to Atlanta, taking his talents to the A. And a part of that is maybe he wants his high school teammate, Jesus Machado, a linebacker, to get a Miami offer and come with him to Miami and make it a kind of a package deal thing. Miami, regardless of probably missing on Keyshawn Green and Justin Flo, appears not ready to go after Jesus Otto, which then puts Jalen Harrell back in play to potentially go to Georgia Tech instead. So that's one that's been very recent as well, where a player who is committed to this class might go elsewhere. So 
of the guys who are here or in this class, Height and Harold are the ones that you're looking at right now. The third one, just because he's not signing tomorrow, is Willie Moise. And because the time horizon for Willie Moise is extended because he's not signing during the early signing period, he's not signing until February. And stranger things have happened with an additional two and a half months where a kid changes his mind or has already been contact, uh, contacting other teams or whatever, 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 whatever. So I would say those are the three guys that in this class that I'm looking at is maybe not as etched in stone as you might want to have. Now, we, we know the crystal ball can, can lie to us a little. I Hopefully it does not. Um, but we do know what we have, at least – for the most part, recruiting's weird because kids wake up on the, the next day. They wake up on signing day and see it's the dynamic is different now because you can sign early and get it out of the way. But when you have way too long to think and, you know, you have parents and outside forces, I'm not saying anybody's getting paid. Excuse me. Um, that's some it. people are. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not saying everybody is. Yeah. But some people are. Yeah. That. Yeah. You see what I did there. So I'm um, not yeah, trying yeah, to not trying to get anybody in trouble. But, you know, um, for me, I, I always say recruiting is weird because it's emotional. It's an emotional thing. But at least we know right now that this class, what we have, we have about 20 hard commits. And these guys will be putting pen to paper. And we'll kind of talk about those guys and recap this class as we put a bow on today's show going into uh, the early signing period on the other side. All right. So, Cam, we have about 20 or so hard commits uh, minus Willie Moise because of the injury. But and we've kind of we can kind of we can double back on some of these guys like Jalen Knight. And we know what he is. We know what Don, what Don Chaney Jr. is. Who he is a absolute beast. I actually almost had a chance to to um, watch him in live in person, and then we kind of canceled. So you know, I'm not. I feel like I, I got cheated. You know, because y'all scared. <laughs> we kind of were. No, actually, they broke down. Their bus broke down on the way, and. It was for a spring game, and I just wanted to see him take off. I don't even – you know, I, I'm one of those people, you know, even if it comes at the expense of my school, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that to see an, another great player. I don't really I don't really get into other players playing uh, my team and getting excited, but there's a very few – there's a short list, and Don Chaney Jr. is one of them. The other two is I coached against Sony Michelle. Uh, when he was in high school, his senior year, that was amazing. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I got to experience the Chris Rooney experience when I was in high school. I got to experience Ooh. that for four years. I've known Chris Rainey since middle school. I was in he, – he graduated He graduated in 2007. I graduated in 2008. I've known – I've seen – he was fast like that long before high school. So, yeah, I got to go through that experience. So, I never really get into other, other players. I never go to other games hoping, oh, this player goes off. But those are three running backs at least that I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are going off. And it's – this is – because you're a football purist at heart, you know. So, um, I'm, I'll add one on top. Quick story, I went, I worked at Miramar, my buddy, the band director, knew the band director at Miami Northwestern, so we went to Northwestern, uh, Norland at Traz, and so we're sitting on the Northwestern side. This is Duke Johnson's senior year. Duke Johnson got off, had a punt return, a kick return, two rushing touchdowns, a receiving touchdown, I mean, like, it was ridiculous. 
And anytime he would, I mean, he was shaking and baking. Just, I mean, these cuts, these euro steps on the field, leaving people in his in on, in his dust. And I'm over here making sounds because I'm just a fan. Of, ooh, ooh, and you know, the whole hood comes out for the Miami Northwestern. And of Miami course they do. Games. Of course they do. And, and North, so I'm on the Northwestern side, and Duke Johnson breaking people off, and he and I'm talking about ooh. And there's this woman, he, and she looks back and everything. I'm like, oh, my bad, my bad. You know, older lady, you know, my age. Mm-hmm. And about the third touchdown, I did, you know, made some other noise just because, bruh, he did. And so she was like five rows in front of us. And she turns around and she, she walks up. And she says, young man, this is going to be the last time that you do that. And I said, yes, ma'am. And I said, nothing else. But Duke Johnson's play spoke volumes that night. Yeah, I was a I was a fan of Duke Johnson when he was at New Orleans. Actually, yeah. there are other there are two others. Um, Devontae Freeman, his last at game Central. at Central, his last game, state title game, three hundred yards in the fog. I was amazed. First off, you're not supposed to do that, and two, you're not supposed to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that one, and the backfield of Joe Yerby and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that there. was I, I had my heart was broken. See, I wanted Dalvin Cook, not Joe Yerby. Sorry, Joe. I'm uh, it's cool. It's, I hope we're cool, but um, I wanted the other guy because I kind of thought the other guy would be good. And well, I was right. So, I I didn't think because Dalvin Cook was by far the better athlete. Mm-hmm. Joe Yerby was the better running running back. back. Yes, I didn't think that Dalvin Cook was going to get the foundations of being a running back i thought he was just going to be that athlete or whatever but he i mean the patience the vision the the bat all the things that i thought he would struggle to put together that man put together in the first three games at florida state it was yep. an ascension unlike any other that i'd seen we might have to when for for the rest of recruiting period. We might have to have story time of just recruits that Miami has gone after. That might be a nice Oh bro, we got stories for days. We got I, I mean I got stories for days. I mean days. I I've seen some some players and and just for for just for context, I live in Polk County. So that's Boo. Yeah, the amount of great athletes we get, you know, whether we don't get a lot of Miami guys coming from here, but at right. the same time, I've seen the Pouncey Twins. I've seen Dominique Davis go to Boston College and just tear it up at when he transferred. I, I mean, I see Demarcus Bowman. I got to see him week in and week out, and he's going to Clemson. So, I, I mean, oh, that makes Florida fans mad, which makes me happy. Of course it does. Of course it does. And you know, I don't, I don't even like those people across town, Lakeland High School. No, dang, I said their name. I was <laughs> dang it. Um, but nonetheless, you know, I, I for me, and even for me, I'm not. I'll you can go do the research, y'all. But um, the guy that came from my school, Ray Lewis, even though he wasn't a five star recruit, heck, he was a he was a nobody when he came out of high school. You know, he was a running back. You know, he was known for being a wrestler, not a football player. So, a guy that you even know, G, uh, Gianni Paul, that went to Miami. You know, so yep. or is what we we called him, Jibo. So, you know, seeing th- that level of athlete, we're not anything like South Florida. Shout out to the South Florida for sweeping the state championships. By the way, seven and zero oh. would have been eight and zero oh if Pahokee wouldn't have blown that cash in the semifinals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we might have to talk recruiting. 
we might just have recruiting story time once this week is over. I think that, that'll be a, a thing. So you guys, let us know on Twitter who are some of the recruits you may have seen and you got tell us a story. Let us know on Twitter at Locked On Canes. Hit up hit up Cam Underwood Sports. Myself Fred Purdue CFB. Let us know who some of your favorite recruits were. They don't have to be Miami guys. It's recruiting is is the lifeblood of this sport, and you can it kind of ties in because everybody offers everybody. I mean, you can go down the list of Miami play um, or players that Miami has offered, so we can kind of fit that in just a little bit. Some recruiting stuff. We'll, we'll hashtag that up. So, um, but no, for this this final, as we put a bow on this one real quick, we have we we know about Don Chaney, we know about Chance Williams, we know about Jalen Knighton, but you know Romello Height. Uh, Michael Redding the third. These are some of the players. Who's one pl- one one player on offense and one player on defense that we know is coming? We for mm-hmm. like unless something just catastrophic happens, that will be a cornerstone right. player within three years. So a cornerstone player within three years on offense and on defense. Yes, sir. In this class, okay, yes, that's easy. We're gonna we're gonna stay at the top. And, uh, you know, I know some people are thinking, well, you know, Cam's probably going to reinvent the wheel. He's going to look a little bit, you know, deeper down the list. Nope. Number one, offense, Don Chaney Jr. Well, I'm going to cheat. It's going to be Chaney Jr. or Jalen Knighton, kind of in the way it was going to be Lorenzo Lingard or Cam Harris, with a lean towards Lingard, you know, previous to his injury. But I'm putting a lean towards Don Chaney. Uh, But one of those guys, probably both. Um, they're just supremely talented. Um, they're going to find their way onto the field. You don't bring in guys like this to not play them. I know that Lorenzo Lingard is a guy that we said that about, but like I said, he did get injured um, and things like that. So on offense, yeah, I would lean Chain overnight, but one of them too. Going to be, uh, or probably both, at the top of the rotation within three years. So, you know, they'll be making plays, you know, starting games, doing all kinds of things like that. On defense, Excuse me. On defense, it does get a little bit just a touch dicier just because more of your lower-ranked recruits are on that side of the ball. But I will say uh, the guy who will be at the top of the rotation on defense making plays and a name for himself, Elijah Roberts from Miami Columbus High School. 6'3", 267, he can be a big defensive end, maybe be that athletic defensive tackle in the mold of R.J. McIntosh, uh, who was about his same size coming out of high school before he gained a little bit of weight and went inside uh, to play that three technique. Uh, yeah, I think that he's going to be a guy who's going to work his way to the rotation. Um, there are you know, plenty of young defensive tackles in front of him if he goes that route, uh, which I think that his body is trending there. I mean, if you're 6'3", basically 270, coming out of high school and you haven't been in anybody's nutrition or strength and conditioning program, bro, come on. You're a cheeseburger from 280, basically. I'm not even saying that he's sloppy, but I'm just saying, like, your natural body is 6'3", 270 before you really even sculpt it. Put on 15 pounds, put on 20 pounds, you won't even necessarily be sloppy. I'm not even saying that he's going to be as chiseled as Aaron Donald, but you don't have to be, you know, have a gut like Vince Wilfork either you know, to be a defensive tackle. But I think Elijah Roberts is going to be that guy on the defensive side of the ball um, from this class. It could be also Chance Williams just because he's such uh, an amazing pass rusher that he could uh, insert himself into that conversation pretty early. But, yeah, Dante Jr. on offense with a minor backup or a probably even backup with Jalen Knighton and then um, Elijah Roberts with a 
second option being Chance Williams on defense. Those are the guys. I want to throw a name out to you, uh, okay. just as we kind of put a bow on this thing. Uh, Dominic okay. Mamarelli, tight end. It's it's just it's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna fall in line, and since my guy's not gonna fall in line and do what he's do, make the right decision. Darnell Washington, make the right decision. Come. To- P.S. By the way, right now as we're recording, because I you know always sit on Twitter because I'm always on Twitter. Darnell Washington is not signing on Wednesday. Ooh. So he could sign on Thursday or Friday because there was a three-day window for mm-hmm. the early signing period. But he's not signing on Wednesday. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Infer from that what you will, but there might be extra time for him to make a decision. Make the That's right, it. Make the right choice. But in case he does not make the right choice and he decides yep. to go to some other school and be just another guy, um, dominate Mamorelli. Tell yeah. me, how can he insert himself into this offense in the next year, maybe even if he redshirts? Uh, how does mm-hmm. he help us? Because the best tight end in football, unfortunately, we can't keep him forever. And Will right. Mallory might be – might he could be the best tight end in football again right behind him because he has potential. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't just make a guy just walk – come out 6'4", mm-hmm. 235. Just he walks. He just walks in the room six four two thirty five. If he comes right. out, if he grows an inch, maybe gains fifteen pounds, keeps his speed, and mm-hmm. and can block like I've seen him block on tape. Mm-hmm. Yes, six five two fifty. Mm, sounds like a Miami tight end to me. Does he fit the mold of what we're looking for? Dominic Mamarelli definitely does fit the mold of what Miami's looking for at tight end. He committed former tight ends coach. Uh, Todd Hartley when he was here, and Todd Hartley is the guy who got Brevin Jordan, the best in college football, and Will Mallory in the same class. So, yeah, you know, he was pretty good at identifying and recruiting talent, uh, and Mamorelli is of that ilk. He missed a large part of his, or almost the entirety of his junior year with, again, shoulder labor injuries, same injury that cost Willie Moise the majority of his senior year. So Mamorelli was a four-star recruit, and then because he didn't play, and wasn't able to do camps because he was injured, he dropped to a three-star. That's still a four-star kid in my brain because I've seen him play. The thing for me is the way that he's going to get on the field early is blocking because they run a wing tee at Naples High School in Naples, Florida, where he plays, and he's an extension of the offensive line. Now, he's not as big as, like, Eric Winston when he came from Texas from a run-heavy offense, and then, you know, he became a left tackle and was drafted to the NFL playing offensive line. Mamorelli's not going to go that route, but – he does upgrade your blocking scheme immensely at the edge of the formation just by him being out there. So that's the way he can get out there early. Mamorelli is, you know, 6'4", 235. He has good athleticism. He has good hands. So he can be a threat down the scene. If you saw he, when they played uh, Miami Central in the playoffs, he got loose for like a 70-yard touchdown up the scene. So he can make some plays. He's not your crisp route runner a la Brevin Jordan. He's maybe not as natural patch as Brevin Jordan either, so he will have to work on both his routes and his hands. But you can put him out there early in a blocking situation, and then you can even go a chip and release where you're in the flat or like a five-yard out or something where you're not necessarily around a lot of people or making these contested catches where you need more natural hands than he probably has right now. So there are ways to integrate Mamorelli onto the offense early without necessarily highlighting him or featuring him as a pass receiver but he has the athleticism and physical traits where he should be able to develop into at a bare minimum a decent receiver if not a good one down the line 
as we put a ball on this thing and you guys are going to know who are some of the, the, the players of the future and possibly some players that may help us win a national championship because that's what we want here at the Locked on Canes podcast is a Miami Hurricanes national championship. I'll take 11 wins. I'll take 10 wins on the way to that national championship. But, you know, however, uh, make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Canes. Make sure you go follow the show on IG for you visual folks that want to see pictures and all that great stuff. Make sure you go follow us on Instagram. Same thing at Locked on Canes. You can follow myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. That is P-E-R-D-U-E. Go follow Cam. He will be all over this recruiting thing while I'm sitting in a classroom teaching the, the, the bright minds of tomorrow. Uh, Whoa, I thought you took tomorrow off. No, I couldn't get tomorrow off. I tried. I tried. I tried. I use my. I have a hol- quick, 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 quick. I, use, I have never missed a signing day since I was 14. I've wow. skipped school. Shout out to every, I can say that now because statute of limitations. Hi, mom. Um, I can. <laughs> statute of limitations are gone. Uh, but, you know, I can't get out of it. I, I can't. I can't. Hey, so. I mean, I hear you. I, I'm off tomorrow. I've taken off for all these signing days since I've been with State of the U. Uh, just because, you know, I don't need to ask. No, like, look, I mean, PTO is an entitlement. It's collectively bargained, you know, at least when I was down here in Broward County teaching. So y'all can't say nothing. I got time. I'm going to take it off. But that's just me. <laughs> anyway, while I will be uh, just doing so much tomorrow, be sure that you follow me on Twitter. I would say follow the website, Twitter, at The State of the U. That's the one I'm going to be on more than my personal, which is at Underwood Sports. Um, we have text alerts. I have notebooks going up for every player. We're going to have an open thread where we discuss everything going on, update it all day long, uh, all kinds of things like that. So, uh, you know, you can get all kinds of recruiting content tomorrow because I will try to push out the same level and quality of content that, you know, we've uh, cultivated over the course of time at, at State of the U. Uh, and also while you're doing that, you know, if you're listening to this, please like and subscribe to the show. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podomatic, anywhere that you can get a podcast. Like, subscribe, give us five stars because we really are here, you know, for the people and everything. So we appreciate your, your listening ears and support. Um, and tomorrow, you know, I, I appreciate all of that. Um, and if I don't go back and forth with people on signing day, I'm going to give you just a preview as to what one player committing does for me. Uh-oh. No, and uh, this is the process of what I do on a signing day. And this is really inside baseball. Number one, I will tweet that the player has, when it's announced officially by Miami, because I don't do the pump fakes of whatever. When officially, when Miami puts out their thing, I retweet that. I embed that into the, um, the open thread for the day. After that, then I go and publish the notebook that I've already written. After that, then I go through and I go into the text alerts. I shorten the links. I put it in the text alert, so you're going to see two things on the website. After that, then I go onto Facebook and I post the article with the new kid. Uh, I, I post the tweet and then I post the notebook, and then I will circle back and I will update another document that has a thing with it. So that's seven probable steps for one player committing, and then the next one happens, and I do that cycle again and again and again and again. Notice how in there I did not say check my mentions, talk to my friends, answer my text messages. Da 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 da. I got Uber Eats. So food comes to the house. I got a bathroom right there that's ten steps away from where I'm working at. I grind this thing out. So if you reach out to me on either account tomorrow and I do not respond to you, please do not take it personally. Please do not think that I hate you. I don't. Well, there's a couple people on the timeline, but you know who you are. Otherwise, I don't hate you. 
It's just that I'm working to give you the best content that I possibly can. So I will try to circle back with you. But again, if I don't respond to you immediately, please just bear with me and thank you for the support. Sam, we appreciate everything you do in covering this whole recruiting thing. Uh, we will be nah, whatever. I'm going to mute you tomorrow, bro. I ain't going to talk to you because yeah. you want to go into work and everything. Yeah, you you the yeah. one who said, oh, yeah, nah, I got National Signing Day as a, a you know as a holiday. I don't ever miss one. I'm going to take the day off. Your streak is broken. It's broken. I, Dang. That is tough. That's tough. Dang. And then you're not going to get no text alerts. You're not going to stay to the U.com. Hey, hey. I'm going to block your IP address. Look, I know all the, oh, yeah, I know all the tricks. My mom working IT. Oh, what's good with it? Wow. This is, that's, oh, yeah. that's tough. That's hate, tough. Hate, 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 hate. That's hate. tough. That's tough. Nah, you that's you good, you good. But uh, we'll be back with you guys on the after, on the other side of, of the early signing period on Thursday for the aftermath of everything early signing day period. Darnell Washington will be making the right decision at some point in the next couple of days. Uh, some uh, Justin Flo, you'll be making the right decision also, just saying. Uh, but until next time, folks, it's all about the you and go Kane.